and welcome to my Xbox and me, episode 281. I am one of your hosts, MC Fixer, alongside the one and only Matt P. What's popping, brother? How you doing? It's me again. Hello, back. everybody. Back how, once how, again. I know. How's that feel? Is it weird to be? Is it weird to be back once again? Is it? Oh, Rick, I'm loving it, mate. Weird. That's when you get the. That's look. When you start working with me for too long, as you'll notice with all the eight co-hosts. <laughs> they leave. They leave pretty quickly. They leave. Pretty, usually, you got. To, now I'm thinking about. Actually, I was talking to Haley about it. I was like, "We're a British podcast now. We've never Hell been yeah. a British podcast. We've Hell always yeah, had brother. an American on the show. So for me, you I'm haven't like, got to record at ridiculous hour in the evening or morning. <laughs> I've got to give credit where credit is due." Snowbite Mike used to get up at like four o'clock in the morning for me. Crash was a night person. He was up at like three o'clock in the morning. So credit where credit is due to people that have done it. They've worked around me very well. So, but yeah, this is way better. Two o'clock, I'll be finished today <laughs> and I get to leave. It'd be nice. It'd be nice. Tidy. How you been though, dude? Uh, really good. Really good. Busy week on uh, on the old tech radars, but mm -hmm. good. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good. Good. Yeah, man. It's been a... It's a weird old time right now for video games. There's like this very big lull period. So I'm kind of mm. going back in my back catalogue, which we'll talk about in a bit, of games I'm playing. And then we've got... It's a weird one where there's a lot of news, but there's not a lot of news. And there's some big mm -hmm. stories, but not big stories. And yeah, yep. it's, a whole, it's a whole weird thing. But if you didn't know, My Xbox and Me is our weekly Xbox podcast here on YouTube.com slash My Xbox and Me. And of course, all podcast services, Spotify, iTunes, all those good places is where you can get it. If you want the show early, which admittedly, I've been behind on due to just life stuff and the way we've been recording. Head over to patreon.com slash mcfixer. The people know that I've been explaining that over there. If you want to support the show, keep the lights on, keep me employed. I'm fully independent. That is the place to go. Uh, our Patreon producers this week are Erin God. Big, big, big shout out to Erin God, FNH Paul, and of course, our tribesman. Topic of the show this week. One that came out of kind of nowhere, to be honest with you. Yeah. And really confused me because I didn't understand it at first, which I'll get into in a second. But Embracer Group has announced they are buying, I guess kind of weird buying, they are merging with Gearbox in a mm -hmm. 1.3 billion, that's 1.3 B billion um, deal. So uh, Embracer Group, the parent company of studios like THQ Nordic, Koch Media, Sabre Interactive, announced early on Wednesday morning that they will be entering a merger with Gearbox Entertainment. The deal uh, will amount up to 1.3 billion in a press release posted on embracer's website uh, states that the deal will allow gearbox to collaborate with embracer and use the resources to continue developing games and franchises so before we go any further did you know so maybe this is just one of those i've been doing this so long right that i kind of feel like i have a when I first got in the industry, that was the big thing that scared me. Learning studios, learning yeah. who owned the studios. Mm -hmm. like Those are the things that used to scare me a lot because that's something, being in the industry, you need to know. You need to know who owns mm -hmm. who, who does this. I always thought that Take-Two owned Gearbox. So crazy. So it was, it, it was just a publishing thing. It was just a publishing yeah. deal they had with them, which... That makes a lot of sense because Gearbox obviously was uh, publishing their own games and they published other people's games. So it made sense to me, but I never mm -hmm. really put the two together. So then when yeah. this news came out, I was like, oh yeah, they're independent. Technically, they yeah. were independent. So no, I'm the exact same crazy. as you. I, yeah. think, I think I assumed the exact same thing. And now I'm wondering, like, all these other companies that are in similar positions, I'm like, 
are they owned by that? <laughs> like, are they owned yeah. by Activision or are they just published under? But yeah, we'll see. So, what was your initial thoughts on this one? Because the reason I asked is because we're getting to this weird place where you see what happens with Xbox, who they're buying up constantly. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we've got the news with obviously Bethesda coming through relatively soonish. I believe that's the fourth of no, is it the fourth of this month? It can't be. That was yesterday. Might have been off the top of my head. I don't month. know. I think it's next month, March, mm. um, that the European are going to rule on that or something like that. Um, you see them get gobbled up. You see EA are now on the brink of buying Codemasters, mm-hmm. um, which is another interesting one. And then you see this. It's sort of like the industry's like, oh, we all need to align with somebody right now and become the big, big company, uh, be a yeah. part of a big, big company, which in one way is exciting, obviously from a first party uh front for xbox and there's a ton of rumors out there there's something i i try not to talk about on the podcast until there's someone with a bit of credibility to before i'm gonna jump in for those who don't know what i'm referencing there's rumors out there that that xbox are trying to get in a uh deal with sega and maybe konami um but again i'm not gonna go diving deep and then speculating because the people that have said it and not i don't think they've got enough um information or credibility towards them but yeah this deal came out of nowhere obviously lots and lots of money obviously you see another group get gobbled up and i was just a bit i was a bit shocked i was a bit Mm. shocked nothing's gonna change in the grand scheme of things for gearbox nothing's gonna change randy pickford is still the um what is he still the ceo CEO, of gearbox um they're still gonna operate independently um and the quote we got here is the feeling that it gearbox is that we are getting started and this transi- uh, transition is merely is not merely a stimulant a stim simulant uh, for talent uh, for our employment owned company but a probital for the exciting future we have planned pitford said in a statement again yeah it's, i think it's a weird statement right to say like we're just getting started like Gearbox are pretty well established at this point. I think to say, I mean, look, you, when you're a company of that size, you always say we're just getting started. I'm sure Disney could come out with a statement tomorrow <laughs> saying we're just getting started, right? Yeah. But but um, but yeah, like I feel like they're well established. And I think the interesting thing about this is this this use of the word like merging throughout it, right? Embracer yeah. Group aren't buying Gearbox or vice versa. They are merging. Yeah. Um, what that actually means, I don't, you know, it's so difficult to tell, isn't it? But um. I love the yeah, back I mean, stuff that we don't know, I guess. Exactly, exactly. I'm sure it's just good news for everybody, right? Like, it's it's more money in the bank to be able to do what they want to do. The yeah. thing that this highlighted, this new story highlighted for me is, uh, where is it? Uh, this also includes Gearbox's films and TV projects. I was, didn't know that was happening. Yeah, <laughs> Including just, the Borderlands movie. I was yeah. like, brilliant. I didn't Did know that was know happening. That? Great Did stuff. you not know no, that no, no. the film? Oh, yeah. yeah. I that's must have missed that. I must have missed it. That's either been rumored or like confirmed for a while now because we're all like yeah. wondering how it's actually going to turn out. Obviously, they just confirmed that Kevin Hart's going to play Roland in it. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I've been totally dark on this stuff. Yeah, okay, don't cool. Worry. You're here now, baby. We'll get you caught up with all the news. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, a, it's one of those ones where it makes sense to me. I just didn't expect it. And like you mm. said, Gearbox are an absolute behemoth of a company Mm. so i just assumed they were doing totally fine but what i do think this hopefully brings is stability um for all of the developers in in gearbox and will maybe allow them to take a few more risks if you think Mm -hmm. about the games they've made as of lately right obviously they've done some publishing stuff 
obviously they published Godfall, which didn't do too well on the PlayStation or PC. They then did um, obviously Borderlands Three. Mm-hmm. It just feels like they've been very safe, and it takes them a very, very, very long time um, to get games out. Where, yeah, hopefully this allows them to then grow into even more studios. They've had a few misses. Obviously, Bloodborne didn't turn out to be the greatest game. Obviously, Duke Nuke Forever. They've had some great ones, and then they've had some bad games, right? So maybe yeah. this will give them the 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 stability and safety of like okay we can actually take a few risks here now because we just made 1.8 billion or whatever it Mm. was uh three billion like i don't know what do you think do you think it's it's business as usual or do you think that there's a possibility now we might see a few more risks from gearbox I, I would love to see more risks. I think, I think Borderlands is a franchise that's never really hit for me. And I know that's going to be sacrilege for a lot of people. A lot of people love that, sh- that series. Yeah. But um, it's never hit for me for some reason. Although I love the concept of it, right? Like a million guns, billion guns, whatever they say now. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, they've been... The, people love the Borderlands series. I understand that. And I think if they, they announce a new IP, a lot of people are going to be like, just give me Borderlands 4. But I would love to see them try something else. I think their visual style their core mechanics and their gameplay is tight like like everything yeah. there should work for me i don't know why it doesn't but I um borderlands i would love to see them a, go somewhere else sorry yeah borderlands is such no, a no. unique world where i i understand what you're saying where it took me forever to play borderlands one and then once i played borderlands mm. one i fell in love with the series mm-hmm. um but borderlands three for me was such a step backwards because i wanted an evolution of borderlands and that isn't what borderlands 3 is borderlands Mm. 3 feels like a game that is built in a vacuum which is we are building this game it is the extension of this borderlands series i don't think there's much different between borderlands 1 and borderlands 3 really there's Mm. a few mechanics here and there they've tightened up gunplay the world looks a bit prettier graphics are nicer etc but there's nothing that really goes and this is the next gen next version next big Mm. thing and this is why you have to have it. It was it was in time just more Borderlands, really. Yeah. Their, their end game is still not strong enough for me for a game that has, like you said, a million, billion, trillion guns, whatever it is. Mm. And you, that's the loop, is getting all the guns. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's not enough for me. I want a raid. I want, And this world mm. is built for raiding that, and yeah. stuff like that. And just never, never, never got there the way... I, I've never been a Destiny person. Like playing Destiny, I play the base game, finish the story. Everyone else goes off some raids, and I'm like, I'm good. I'm here. I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm good. Borderlands for me, I was hoping was going to be the game that dragged me in. Was like, oh, I love these characters. I love these abilities, and this Mm -hmm. this really grow. I'm I'm hoping that Borderlands Four has got to be in the works. It's a game that sells gangbuster numbers, has a cult following. You got to assume they're doing that. But I really hope now they take those risks that um that we want. But yeah, it's a it's a good piece of news, nonetheless, for people. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of uh, stockholders, or what, again, we're back to stocks. Um, a <laughs> lot board, of people made some money. The board have made some money. I'm sure. I'm sure yeah. they're. I'm sure they're not going hungry at night with 1.3 billion. Am I right? I think. Yeah, exactly. And I think you know, <laughs> you know, Borderlands Three came out a while ago at this point. Yeah, they had yeah. two DLC drops last year, but mm-hmm. they, they, whatever they, they have been working on. I'm not sure that whether it's a new IP or whether it's Borderlands Four. I'm not sure this merger would necessarily affect that no. maybe this just gives them enough money to maybe make a second team that's working on new ip maybe they already have that we don't know what goes on behind closed doors right yeah. um so yeah so i think maybe for the next couple of years we're not going to really see whatever this means really until the duke nukem movie comes out whenever that is don't 
even think about it. No, I, when I read no. that, when I read that, I was like, surely that can't be a thing. There, there can't be a Duke Nukem. Duke Nukem is a franchise. Like, you can't win with that anymore. Like, no. if you if you stay true to what Duke Nukem is, it's, it's not sexist. Okay, and, uh, <laughs> it's horrible. Everything else under the sun. <laughs> exactly. And if you deviate from that, you have to be really clever about how you're going to deviate from it. Otherwise, you just piss off everybody, right? Yeah. Like, I don't think you could win with Duke Nukem, no. especially in a movie. Like. What are we doing? <laughs> it's a bad idea. No, I totally agree with you. Totally agree. Um, let's jump into what's been in our box this week. We've you last week. You had played the medium. You had finished it. Mm-hmm. You had your you had mm-hmm. your thoughts. I hadn't touched the game. Mm-hmm. I have now beaten the medium. Everyone will be happy to know. Clap, 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 clap. I know I'm amazing. I am happy to confirm it is not my game of the year. Uh, Hitman Three wow, still I'm remains shocked. it. Yeah, crazy. I'm shocked. Crazy. Um, The Medium, a video game that I have been extremely excited about, but have been, I've been very reserved in the way I speak about it because Mm -hmm. of my record with Team Bloopers games. I've said this, they are, they are, they make good worlds, they make interesting worlds, but I always think their gameplay falls flat. Again, I've said this before, if you listen to the podcast, um... Layers of Fear, I thought was fantastic, amazing, because I didn't know what it was. Then you mm-hmm. go into a game like uh, The Blair Witch Project, which I knew what I was getting. It just didn't work for me. The medium is meant to be the next step up from that. And I think it is, to be fair. I do think this is a step up in terms of Blue- Team Blooper's storytelling, in terms of its graphical fidelity, in terms of its gameplay. That being said... It's still not quite good enough, in my yep. opinion. Um, the medium, for all intents and purposes, is a walking simulator, which is what I didn't want it to be. It's a, it's got puzzles and things like that, but you are playing, you are literally walking and move, moving to the next cutscene. That is what you are mm-hmm. waiting for. You are playing this game strictly on its story alone. Which, if you do not like the story of this, you will know within an hour. You will know sure. very quickly if you care about the story. You'll know within the the, uh, the sort of opening screen, which gives you a lot of trigger warnings that it's going to hit, and uh, that will yeah. definitely turn some people off, right? But yeah, I totally 100%. agree 100%. The one thing I will say is I'm, I'm not a smart man. I'm not. And <laughs> easily confused, easily get distracted, right? So mm. I played this through with Hayley, the full, full thing. She absolutely loved it loved Mm -hmm. remember she's not the one playing the game though so from a story perspective she absolutely loved it and people are probably thinking we want to hear your opinion not hers totally but i need to say she understood the story so she got it and it clicked with her and it worked for her and she would have played it through on her own me on the other hand i was lost from the second half as soon as the wheelchair came which everyone i'm not saying nothing more than the wheelchair but as soon as that part happened and we moved beyond that I was lost. I literally, I don't oh, know whether no. it was a case of I should have played through the game in a whole, in one whole playthrough. We did it in two days, which two mm-hmm. days, I didn't forget that much, but it just didn't work for me. The second, the second half of the game for me, I was absolutely lost. And right. the, we'll call it the water puzzle. Just the, the tanks. The water oh yeah, tank. yeah, yeah. I the, the hated it. Thing. I mm. hated it. Like I, there, there's, there's nothing worse than when you know you're at the end of a game and then there's mm. a thing that's in front of you that 
maybe it was tired, maybe I was fatigued, maybe I just had enough of this game. Mm-hmm. But I just couldn't figure it out for the longest time. And I was just right. like, this is stupid. It's not a hard puzzle at all. It's very simple if you think about it. But for some reason, it just didn't click in my gosh darn brain. So that, that leads me in this weird place of like, Xbox this was their game this was the one this is one of the games they picked up as an exclusive and don't get it's in game pass so it didn't cost people lots of money if you didn't mm-hmm. play it if you played it in game pass it was a 40 dollar experience if you did buy it which i don't think it's not worth 40 dollars i just think you need to have your expectations set and know what you are getting i think also it's made for a very specific type of player like yes. i think i think if you do even the littlest bit of research, you know if you're going to be into this game or not. You know, like listening to what we have to say about it, there's no, there's, it's not trying to hide what it is. It's not like, no, yeah, oh, you know, there's crazy combat in it. We, we know this, that's not there. Yeah. Um, the, the thing, the thing I'm hoping here, it's been pretty well received, right? I was just looking it up. So Metacritic yes. scored 76%, mm-hmm. which is really good. Um, so what I want to see is, is Team Blooper take that on. And say, look, we we can do it every time we've stepped up. Or maybe not every time. You know, some people would they're say build, that, which is a little step down. No, but they're build. They are building upon the foundation in which they already had there, right? Which exactly. Is, I Layers of Fear is their first game that I came across, and you can see mm. even Blair Witch. As much as I didn't like it, it is graphically better than mm-hmm. Layers of Fear, and you see they've taken that step again with this. So I do know what you mean. the The biggest problem with this game is it's the the, the smartest prob- the smartest moment of this game is of course the two worlds the two worlds mm-hmm. all of that stuff is a lot of fun it's a lot of fun yeah. it's very enjoy- enjoyable when it's there i don't think it's there enough totally totally in, in and my opinion i would love to see team blooper now sort of get the, this is a, i think they will consider this a success yes and i, I think they should yeah. And so I would love to see them get a little bit more support now, a little bit little more people on the team. Mm-hmm. So their next project, if it's the medium two, I don't think their next project necessarily should be the medium two, but no. eventually when we get a medium two, because I would love to see that. Yeah. It can it can really be a step up. And maybe we do have I keep going back to combat. I don't necessarily need combat in this game, but something else, you know, yeah. and better sections, more thought out sections with the two worlds. Yeah. I would love to see an improvement. I would love to see Assassin's Creed 1 to Assassin's Creed 2 jump with the medium. Yeah. I would be super excited for that. Um, so yeah, hopefully that's what this means for them. And I, I really hope it does. I think they need first party backing from mm. or big studio backing. So whether that's mm-hmm. a, I hate to say it, but whether that's an EA picks them up or Xbox picks them up, PlayStation picks them up, whoever, they need someone mm. to be able to go, Here's the money that you need because you've got the technology. Yeah. The technology's there. The world building's there. The writing, again, for me, a bit too complicated, but that's just because, again, I just didn't get it. It just didn't click with me. But it's clearly mm. there. It hit, it hit some people in the right places with its story, right? So yeah. they need someone to come along and go, here's the money, here's the time, and mm. they see what you can really do with those two things, which is the yeah. most important things in game dev. It's being able to go get the talent that you want. I think they've just, if I'm not mistaken, I saw a, a, a listing, a work listing for Team Blooper looking for someone to do combat. So I'm super excited to see that in their next game, which I hope I'm right. And I hope that is what it is, because I think that's people's biggest, <coughs> I think critically it's done really well. But amongst 
normal people or not reviewers it's this game's mm. boring because i don't mm-hmm. think they they actually set up what the game was in terms of its gameplay early enough they needed to explain that this is a walking sim and then there wouldn't be as many people left disappointed about that if it was just up front i stayed away from all of the gameplay stuff because I didn't want to see anything because it would spoil the game for me. Especially mm-hmm. in a type of game like this. If I don't know what the 14-minute chunk was now. I should probably go back and have a look. Because um, We did a preview for it on TechRadar. It was... Um, hmm. Oh, it was It was uh, almost all of it up until you see the morph for the first time. That okay. doesn't make any sense. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, so, the, big, so the beginning part portion. Of the, game. the beginning portion yeah. of the game. See, I'm glad I didn't see that because I would have been frustrated having to have done that again when I would have known what to do. Because there's not much... You can't really go off the beaten path in any of in any of this game. No. That's something no. I'd love to see more of as well in the next game, which is, if you're going to tell me a story like this, at least let me decide where the story goes in certain dialogue options and things like that. It just needs a little bit more interaction and needs mm-hmm. me to buy in a little bit more. Yeah. And I think you're absolutely right. I think... I think- in blooper probably had conversations they wanted to do that like you can you can tell there are stories throughout this game that are almost like sub stories that are being told like contextually and yep. it does really interesting stuff if they'd had more time and resources they probably would have loved to have fleshed that out which so, is what i'm saying about medium 2 potentially exactly doing that i watched the reveal trailer again the other day mm-hmm. and the, the whole reveal trailer we don't see any of that in the game of like what mm. they were setting up the, the there's obviously story elements to it that you can go oh that is this and this is that mm-hmm. but th- th- there's whole moments i'm like we should have seen that in the game just to help mm-hmm. me someone like me to have a little bit more context of which you're actually speaking about one thing i will say is if you're playing this game put the subtitles on and put the characters names on as well very important because i mm-hmm. didn't do that and it would have helped me track the story a lot better than what it did but yeah i totally get that yeah like, like in especially in the early part of the game you're picking up letters and you're you're being introduced to all these characters through like yeah. long memos that they're sending yeah. each other, and then they are important characters later on. So yeah, I totally get. You don't initially get that face to a name, and because of that, mm-hmm. I, I can it understand why you would struggle then to attach me. it. It did totally get that. the whole time. I'm like, hey, is this? And she's like, yeah, that's that. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think I think that definitely helped me playing it in one sitting, like I yes. like I did, and um, which is a I wouldn't necessarily recommend that to people. You know, no. You mentioned at the top of the, the show, like, there isn't that much out that we're playing at the moment. We're going back to our backlog. I'm, I'm the same. I kind of wish that I still had the medium that I that I was still working my way through. Um, wow. But didn't work like that, did it? So No. Um, gee, I, there's nothing else to really add on. I won't be doing a spoiler cast for it just because I don't understand the story enough. To sit, I would literally be sat there very quiet. So unfortunately, for those who didn't, me and Haley should that, do a spoiler cast on it. Yo, it'd be way, it'd be way more entertaining than me being on it. Let me tell you, because I wouldn't have a bloody clue. Uh, um, the only bit I really want to talk about is the last two minutes. <laughs> you know, so I, we will talk. Yeah, ah, oh, it's so confusing, so confusing. <laughs> um, but yeah, anything else? What have you been playing? What have you been playing? Still playing. Well, I finished Hitman now. Well, nice. I finished. Yeah. Rolled credits so on rolled Hitman. Credit, same as me. Yeah. So when I said yeah. I finished, I've rolled credits as well. I've got to go back and do more. Yeah. And and like I was saying in sort of last week's show, you know, I, I was like finishing a mission and then I was going back immediately and replaying that mission. So I feel like I've already played every mission like four or five times. Yeah. Um, and and when so when I did roll credits, I was like, oh, I'm kind of done. The last mission is structured quite differently. Like it's a 
corridor. It's not a spoiler, right? It's not no, a corridor, no, it's a train. No, no. Yeah, it's but, a train, uh, yeah. Yeah, and so there is only one way to go. So doing that in different ways, you know, there isn't much to that. My but... favorite mission, by the way. Oh, really? I think and, after... More so than Dartmoor? Nah. I don't... I think the reason why I like that mission... No, probably not. But my second, my second mission, favorite yeah. mission, I guess. The reason I love that mission so much is because I felt like such a badass going through windows yeah, for and sure. coming back up and in and out. And it's mm-hmm. like, again, that's not a spoiler. You can you, you can tackle it however you want, which is you can run straight through it. But the way I did it was the w- one time I felt like I did stealth properly. Like I actually oh, felt really? like I did. I was actually James Bond. I was actually Agent Forty Seven for the first time. I did not do it that way. I was like, <laughs> oh, there's a shotgun with a silencer. Brilliant. Pop, pop, Here pop, we go. Pop, pop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, I didn't do it. But yeah, so when I when I rolled credits, I felt like I was done. I, I was like ready to put down the controller. And then I saw these like contracts pop up from like kind of funny and stuff and I'm like, oh well, yeah, I'm jumping back in for that. Let's go. Yeah, like yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, so, no, I, I we, I'll be we've playing got that. The, the roadmap, the roadmap will be coming in in the news yeah. in a little bit. But yeah, it's um I haven't played any more Hitman, but I do need to go back and play more. I just mm. I've just yeah, I've been in this weird rut with games at the moment. Plus, I've been playing a bunch of Destruction All Stars, which obviously for this mm-hmm. platform doesn't really matter. But I've got no. like thirty wins in that. <laughs> sick, I've got like ten sick. hours and thirty wins. So yeah, me, me and a couple of mates tried to play it last night and had some serious connection issues. But yep. w- when we eventually got in, we were golden. And the, and the only other weird thing I know this isn't the right platform for no, it, you're but good, you're good. there's no there's no music in the gameplay when you're actually in the game. No. There's no music. No, so and so we. We yeah. ended up, the most fun we had last night was building a Spotify playlist and all syncing up, <laughs> hitting the play button. And then we were listening to that. It was an absolute blast. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, no, I um, I had lucid dreams. The developers actually in my Twitch chat two days ago, they were watching me play it and complimenting. And oh, cool. Just, it was a weird experience to have because you're sitting there having fun with your game, their game, but you have so many critiques of it as well. Yeah, sure. And you're like, hey, guys, um, can we get this and can we get a better progression system and can we get this? And mm-hmm. it was just, it was a very weird moment for me as a Twitch streamer. I'm like, oh, they're probably actually taking notes on what I'm saying because I'm, I was yeah. the number one streamer at the time who, apply, who was playing it as well. So it was like, it was very strange. It was a weird experience, but it, it was fun. It was fun. I think it's a yeah, fun exactly. game. A lot of people don't yeah. like it, but I actually think it's quite a fun game. I see the potential in it for sure. And, and I think car combat is something that's so difficult to get right and yeah. so difficult to make fun. I think it is fun. I think yeah. it's done really well in their game. I mean, it is the entirety of their game, but um, but I think it is done really well. But yeah, you're right. Like it, it definitely has room to improve. But it's a PS Plus game, and it's out, so they have that time and room to improve it. Hopefully, um, hopefully. it's a shame that it hasn't it hasn't hit it hasn't hit the same way like Fall Guys did, right? And everybody was talking about it. Um, but F-all, we'll see. F Fall Guys, I was never a fan. It's fine. Fall Guys is overhyped. Fall Guys, amazing. Maybe I'll you're like wrong. it when it comes to you're Xbox. Wrong. Maybe I'll like it when it comes to Xbox. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. It's never but I'm curious, easy. Fixer. I'm segueing you now. Werewolf: oh. The Apocalypse, Earthblood. I want to know about this game, man. I'm, I, I. It's obviously based on like a tabletop RPG, and that was mm. the thing that got me excited for it. I don't have any experience with it, but like those tabletop RPGs have such lore dedicated to them. I was like, this, oh man, is this going to be like a Bloodborne level lore going me, on in oh, this? Oh yeah, Bloodborne, great game. Oh, th- this game's awful. This game is atrocious. (laughs) Oh, God. I I didn't expect us to end up here. I have never been sent a code for a game. Usually I do. I get sent a code for a game. And I, especially if it's a game that I know people are looking forward to, I will will sit there and force myself to play it. I will, so I can speak educated on the the matter Mm -hmm. of the game. This was the first time I had ever been sent a code for a game. 
that I was somewhat excited about this game as well. And mm. I played the first, I must have played maybe an hour, maybe maybe less of it and went, nope, I'm not playing this. It looks like a 360 game. It controls like a 360 game. The dialogue is absolutely atrocious, in my opinion. It, it okay. just isn't... The writing's clearly bad. Like, it just... I don't know... I don't... I was really shocked when I was playing it, because I was like, have they sent me the wrong game? Like, wow. is this is this, is this this actually what you want to put out there? Like, that's what really mm. shocked and, and worried me, where I was like... This is an Xbox One game, right? A PS4 game. I'm playing it on my Series X. So don't get me wrong. I'm not expecting... I wasn't expecting like crazy, amazing graphics. Sure. But getting this, I was just a bit like, really? This is what you're putting up? And the thing that worried me the most was the amount of people I've heard say how they're looking forward to this game. And now I'm like, I'm the guy on the internet going, don't buy this. Save your mm. money. Do not buy this. It, 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 it controls so boring and the like there's this so it's a stealth game mixed in with these wolf wolf, werewolf mechanics of you turn into a werewolf and fighting it's literally just you bashing buttons the whole time and then transferring back out and going on a stealth bit it just i just couldn't bring myself to keep playing because it was that boring and that Mm. ugly and i never want i hate talking about people's hard work like this in such this manner because i understand I'm just an idiot on the internet. I can't make video games. I understand mm-hmm. that. But I'm paid to give my opinion, and this is my opinion. It's just, it isn't worth your time. I will say that. Wow. Yeah, that's that's disappointing to hear. I thought, yeah, at least if there was a good enough story there, maybe to persevere through. But, no, man, such a shame. Such a shame. N- not for me. Anyway, maybe, maybe for other people, it would mm. be. It would be. And, this, okay, let's do our due diligence, right? IGN gave it a four. Push Square gave it a five. Uh, Ventral Beat gave it a three. Um, who else are we looking for here, review wise? I'm just trying to find someone that gave it way better than myself, that that, that maybe sure. thinks of it a lot higher than me. Um, I'm not finding anything, unfortunately. And there's always that moment inside of you, right, where. You know your opinion on something, but you don't know how everybody else is going to react. So, yep. and as a reviewer, that's one of the scariest moments I've ever had in terms mm. of reviewing games. When you think something's amazing, the best game ever, you're scared. And when you think mm-hmm. something's absolutely trash and not worth your time, it scares me as well. Mm-hmm. Because you just expect to get attacked one way or the other. With yeah. this one, I, I like that. I, I don't like the fact that it's bad, but I like the fact that other people are like, yeah, this is bad. I'm like, oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, thank God. I wasn't the only one. I wasn't and, the and only it, one. There is definitely a consensus there, right? You read out two fours and a five or, or whatever it was, you know, whereas the medium sort of last week, week before, you know, Tech Radar, we gave it four and a half stars. Games yeah. Radar gave it two and a half. And then there's a out of five. And yeah. so there's a big difference there, right? And and that gives you equal amount of anxiety when, when you're the person saying, this is a four out of five and not somebody else saying it's a two. So, um, yeah, man. But it seems like the consensus is with you on this one. Yeah, thank God. Thank God. Don't buy this. I'm sorry. Wait for wait for a sale. Wait for it to come down in price if you really want to play in that world and play in play with those mechanics. But watch watch some gameplay. Um, but yeah, I I couldn't put myself for it. Sorry. Mm. Sorry. Was well, there ever been a good werewolf game? Have we ever had a good werewolf game? 
Uh, you play what was as that a fighting werewolf? game? What was that fighting game on the PS One? Uh, Bloody Rage, Rage. Oh, what was it called? I've got, to, I've got to find it now. Uh, PS One. <laughs> I do not remember this game, game at all. <laughs> Rage, Blood. Is it called Blood? Werewolf Rage? Moon. <laughs> Bloody Raw. Bloody Raw. Bloody Raw. Bloody Raw. How have you pulled that? I need to look it up now too. Hold on. Blood. Bloody Raw. Yeah, that game was amazing. I remember that. Bloody Raw, known as Bloody Raw Hyper Dual Beast in Europe and Japan, is a fighting a fighting video game originally developed by Resilin um, as an arcade game. It was later adapted to the PlayStation by Hudson uh, Soft and published by Sony. Uh, the arcade. I want to get to the actual gameplay at the beginning of the each music stage, is amazing. Look, dude, this game was the one back in the day. I mean, I played all these mad weird games though. <laughs> Back, back in the day like does any okay audience let me know if you remember uh bloody uh uh raw raw let me know raw spell me... like like a raw like a werewolf oh, oh, roaring not raw meat i put look raw meat that. in look at the cover look at the cover of that dude like oh, I it see is, the cover. hold on it is it is the one but yeah that's the, that's it, the... i mean yeah it looks amazing what can i say <laughs> <laughs> that's the only werewolf game i can think of that was uh what was good yeah. Off the top of Sick. my head, anyway. <laughs> Alright, well, there you go. My question answered. Yeah. Um, anything else? What have you, else have you been playing? Anything? You've been dabbling in anything? Yeah, me, uh, yeah. so me and my mates have been playing Sea of Thieves, which is How you like a it? bloody great game. It's it's okay. awesome. We never never played it on launch. Yeah. We've we've like Thank our God. little group of friends. Oh really? Honestly, it wasn't oh, wasn't the game so, it is now? No, it definitely that's been the that's been such a turnaround story for me where we went I went to Rare Studio um just before it released to play mm. the game, check it out. Liked what I played there. And then um we the game came out and I just thought it was so boring. And then you see how it has like adapted and grown and grown and grown and mm. grown. And I'm super happy that it, it got an audience on Twitch which definitely helped. And, mm-hmm. and the amount of the amount of stuff they've added to that game, battle passes in it now, amongst mm-hmm. other things. I'm so happy it's done well because that team is amazing. They're absolutely amazing yeah. people. I love, I loved meeting them. I've been to been out <laughs> for drinks and they're like, "Yep, yeah, let me get you a drink." It's been been amazing. That hasn't influenced my decision mm. on the game, which was the game was bad when I played it. <laughs> mm. Yeah, well, I think I think we lucked into joining at the right time. We joined just as they kicked off season one, which was okay. like last week. Yeah, um, and so I think that really helped us. I think with these live service games, when you join late, it's always a bit of a slog of like, what the fuck am I supposed to yeah. be doing? Right. Um, and there was definitely that moment, but when we hit a bit of a stride and started doing like the kind of story missions that it lays out for you, it, we're having an absolute blast with it. And we are definitely late to the party. Like we, we were all PlayStation four before we've all jumped over to Xbox this time because of game pass and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and yeah, having an absolute blast with it. And, and I'm aware that it's like a you know three, four-year-old game at this point. Maybe even more, right? I think um, that's the power yeah. of Game Pass though, right? That For sure. It can be a four-year-old game that's a living game still going. And it allows mm. you and your friends to jump in at a low cost and experience yeah. something a little bit special. Which I mm. remember playing... Who did I play it with? I played it with a group of people and just mucking around the whole time. Like I wasn't taking yeah. it serious. I wasn't doing so. I'm just like causing havoc on our ship, uh, shooting a parrot out of out of the cannon, I think, or something like that. And just just having a ton of fun with it. I got locked in mm. the locked in the uh, prison cell down the bottom. in the brig. In the brig, yep. yeah. I was like, oh, okay, guys, is this what is this what's <laughs> gonna happen now? Um, but yeah, it was a it was a fun time. It was a good time. I'm glad you're having fun with it as well. 
yeah, no, it is a blast. I think I think the way that the missions are set up are really like unique and interesting. And like, we're going to give you this book, and it has a bunch of clues in it, and you kind of just got to figure it out. Like, it's yep. all definitely easy enough to figure out. You're not going to get super stuck on anything. No. Um, we haven't had to Google much yet. There was one thing we had to Google, but um, but yeah, we're just having like a blast with it. And you get that real sense of accomplishment because it's not holding your hand. Yeah, and like it just throws you into it. Like we're just trying to figure it all out as we go. And yeah, just having a blast with it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, let's jump into this week's dashboard uh, and get through the news. First news story mm-hmm. is EA Play has almost 13 million players thanks to being part of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate Partnership. Today, Electronic Arts shared its financial results for fiscal year Q3 2021. One of the highlights uh, is the split in digital and physical sales, as EA reports a 62% in digital sales uh, share Sorry, in the last 12 months. Apex Legends saw a 30% year-over-year growth in players, while uh, net booking overall for the past 12 months reached 59 billion ea spokesperson uh, on its ongoing acquisition of codemasters which is intended to build a quote racing powerhouse end quote ea deems it's a natural fit which with clear opportunities for e, uh, ea sports while ea also expects to further f- uh, finalize the uh, process tomorrow february 3rd during its earning call, EA noted that EA Play being combined with Xbox Game Pass has accelerated its growth with almost 13 million players across platforms. For the upcoming, uh, we'll get into that a bit later, actually. Um, we'll yeah, talk about Mass no Effect. But they also, the last thing they mentioned in this is that a new Battlefield game is on this way um, due release before holiday 2021. You a Battlefield player? Do you play Battlefield? Um, I've always struggled with Battlefield. I'm, I think I'm too impatient for Battlefield. You're Battlefield maps guy. are huge. I'm a COD guy over a Battlefield so, guy. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Have you ever played Battlefield with a group of friends? Yes. Battlefield oh, okay. Popular one. guy here. Wait, Interesting. Battlefield Popular one? Guy. You've got friends. I don't know if we can have you on the podcast. You've got friends. I don't like <laughs> it. <laughs> um, but they are the sort of friends that work much better in Sea of Thieves where we can goof around a lot as opposed to Battlefield, which mm. like is rough like like yeah. it's it's bleak and it's like oh man now i have to spawn all the way back here because you're in again. combat over there and like oh my <laughs> god yeah and i'm just gonna get sniped on the way and i'll do the whole thing over again so yeah i've, I've never really meshed with battlefield i remember putting a lot of time into bad company 2 oh. like, I knew way back in the day and i think that's the classic thing everybody says right the bad company 2 is the best version of this game that they've made um i love yeah, battlefield like, 3 on the free on the xbox really? one when that first came out it was one of the first titles i bought on my xbox one and i remember mm. a b- take away the story problems they had in terms of that i mean it's online is what i'm talking about i remember having a yeah. lot of fun oh, with me too. that and playing with friends online and enjoying that that was the last time i really dove in deep into a battlefield though i'm mm. i'm excited for a new one because not only because streaming that's obviously a mm-hmm. big part of it. And sure. if you if you can get a group of players together, that's always my biggest problem with Battlefield is you're kind of you're on this huge match, but you're kind of having mini wars between other teams. It's like yes. your team we're taking the left flank and we're gonna keep fighting this team mm-hmm. on the left flank. But you need a team of people to do it. Jumping in solo is so just grueling it's and rough. boring. Yeah. For sure. I, I wonder though, if they have to have had discussions at EA when they're building the next battlefield, they have to be looking at Warzone and Apex and saying, how are we going to compete here? They fouled already yeah, no, their battle I totally agree. It's the problem. 
And and it's so easy to say, right, when you're me and you chatting on a podcast. But yep. I think the way to go is to differentiate yourself from those brands. Like, don't come in here with a battle royale. I don't necessarily yeah. think it's the way to go. I think no, I do agree. what Battlefield does. Do these large scale battles. Mm-hmm. Make it fun. Make it engaging. And uh, yeah, I think people are probably looking for something new now. Like, I don't think you can go head to head with Warzone and Apex. But you know, seeing that Apex has seen a thirty percent year and year increase in players is huge. That's, Massive. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, and so maybe maybe you know they're they're looking at Apex and going, well, Apex has that covered, so we'll we will do something different with Battlefield. That's what I hope. But I don't know. I mean, it makes sense. They're not trying to eat away from their own player base as well, right? Mm. EA own both these yeah, titles. For sure. Why not just let Apex is clearly winning in the, it in terms of like battlefield and apex it's clearly winning the battle royale sense it's free to yeah. play it's making money it's year over year up in growth um battlefield let's give us a single player let's give us our big maps let's give us there's plenty there's, you can do both and then be successful in both where i feel like call of duty multiplayer online has fallen to the side a bit because sure. they now pl- focus so much on warzone I feel mm-hmm. like, which I feel like that's, we're going to get into a story about that in a bit later, so I won't expand. Mm. But yeah, it's an interesting one. The question I want to pose to you, though, is obviously you hear, you hear the 13 million players in Game Pass mm-hmm. because of Game Pass. Do you think that Ubisoft sees that? And they've got their, because at the moment they've got their own Ubisoft Plus thing on PC. They don't have it on console mm-hmm. yet. Do you think they see that and go, oh, we want a bit of that pie? We want, want we want to play a base. We want to like grow our revenue. Can we get in on Game Pass, or do you think that's already been approached by Microsoft and they're like, "Hey, can we make this work somehow?" Because we already have the player base. I think there's probably look. I'm sure conversations of like that have been had. I think there's potentially an issue where Ubisoft have their own PC platform for this stuff, and Xbox will say, "Well." you know game pass isn't just an xbox thing it's a pc thing yeah so we can't have you we can't have you sort of competing whilst at the same time taking a slice of the pie do you know what i mean Mm. so would they let them in to game pass as well as having their own service i don't know um i'm sure they're looking at that and going yeah we want to slice that pie because everybody wants to slice that pie surely yeah i don't know i don't know but maybe ubisoft think they're above it i don't know um I'm sure that that was said a bit harsh, more harshly than they probably think of themselves. But, no, um, I think it's I think it's more a case of it just comes down to business, right? It's all about the numbers. Mm, it's yeah, how much you're going to pay us, how much we're going to keep making, how much are we going to? Mm. You got to look at how much we're going to lose in terms of people not buying their games at sixty dollars. So yeah, it's a hard decision to make. Clearly, it's working for EA because this isn't their EA Premium where they lose money on games. This is the mm. games they put in their vault, which is probably games that wouldn't be selling anyway. I just yeah. feel like Ubisoft could come up with something like that. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. If they if they chuck, you know, last year's Assassin's Creed in there and stuff like that, or, you know, Watch Dogs 1 and 2. The, exactly, just, yeah, they could do well. Yeah. I, I think they know. could do well out of it. I think I think, I think think um, EA giving themselves a little bit much credit, maybe, to say that Game Pass Ultimate has accelerated its growth. I think I think accelerated is probably too less of a word to put in there. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> like strapped a rocket to its ass and sent it off. <laughs> like, but um, yeah, it's no, a thirteen million players. I would love to have seen the numbers before it was on to jump from you know whatever it was to thirteen yeah. million. I'm sure that was a hell of a jump. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I can only imagine. 
but yeah, I'm sure, look, this is all good news for them, right? And like you say, it's it's their vault at the end of the day. So it's games that wouldn't be selling anyway, and they're getting in more hands. And maybe playing two years ago, FIFA inspires you to pick up the new one. And it's all good news, right? So 100%. Keep the player base growing. Next piece mm -hmm, of news, which mm -hmm. is great news, Call of Duty is ramping up anti-cheat efforts and has banned over 300,000 accounts in Warzone since launch. Uh, along with that, we're getting weekly security updates, improved reporting in-game, two-factor verification, increased teams' uh, resources, enhanced to uh, integral anti-cheat software, additional detection technology, a bunch of other crap that no one cares about. But the thing we yeah. care about is the fact that these cats are getting banned. I have mm -hmm. stopped playing Call of Duty, as most people know, due to cheaters. I just couldn't be bothered with it. I was done. I'm done with the meta right now, and I was done with the cheaters. I will go back and learn the meta because there are no longer <laughs> any more cheaters. That's uh, um, yeah, it's a big we'll one. Have, we'll it's have to jump one. in together. I'd be I'd be keen to play with you. I've I'm touched Warzone since pretty much since launch, to be honest with you. Dude, um, I'm so ready. I'd be keen to jump back in. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. That's definitely do. Yeah, That's definitely. Do I think I think it's good news. One one of the bullet points you didn't get to there, but is zero tolerance for cheap providers. I wonder how that actually nets out for them. And, what they're doing about that i don't know i'm but, guessing um, they're gonna go for suing i i imagine what really? they're gonna try and do yeah because it breaks their tos oh. anyway and if if you've got a website up selling these cheats or mm. i think it's a zero tolerance in terms of selling cheats providing them online finding them in youtube videos stuff like that it's just like we're gonna try and come for you and get rid of this to the best of our ability which is yeah. something we've been waiting for like as yeah, someone sure. who played i've played every season there and done pretty well I, i'm i'm decent i'm decent i wouldn't say i'm amazing i'm not like a, a pro or anything but i'm decent i, I can average a mm -hmm. lot of kills per game and we, we move quite well me and my squad when we're playing it's just i i couldn't part with getting sniped out of the sky and other things like i said the meta is a big one as well but that's something they'll they'll fix slowly it won't just change overnight sure. so yeah but I'm and happy. i think they've done well they've done well so far with kind of dealing with the meta right like i know yeah. a lot of buffs and uh what's opposite to a buff nerfs nerfs thank you <laughs> i'm proper proper gamer boy a lot of buffs and nerfs <laughs> been coming out kind of timely right and so yeah. uh <laughs> well, they're getting there they're getting there the dmr yeah. stayed a little bit too long but again it's a hard one like, making games ain't easy so i can imagine yeah. just like just reducing one thing can make something else super overpowered sure. and sure yeah Next up, one that a lot of people are excited about, Mass Effect Legendary Edition is releasing on May 14th. Um, are you a Mass Effect guy? No. Me either. Oh, no. We're in trouble. <laughs> um, I played played Mass Effect 1 when it came out and yeah. really felt like I was uh, like it was a chore. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Um, and it's it, unusual for me because I like big star wars star trek guy and so sci-fi oh, and all that okay. love it. so it's right up to your that should be right up your street yeah for sure for sure and and you know everybody knows that mass effect one had some issues gameplay wise with you know the the classic elevators right yep. taking forever um so hey if the elevators now are ssd blink of an eye fast i'm all for yeah. it um and maybe i'll jump back in i felt like with mass effect one I never really connected with the story enough. It was a bit too complicated. But I mean, I played it so long ago that maybe I was just a dumb kid. Um, so I'm so I'm definitely intrigued to go back to it. What I want to see is, and I don't think this is necessarily what's happening with it, is a bit of an overhaul. 
UI wise. I want to like skill trees and stuff tidied up. Like I want to see some real effort put into that. And I know a lot of people probably wouldn't want that. A lot of people probably just want a prettier, faster version of the game they play. I have a couple of screenshots that I saw saw the UI be changed. If I'm not mistaken, I get. I'm not a Mass Effect guy, so. For me, this does absolutely nothing. I have no interest in playing it. I'm sure my Twitch chat are going to bully me into playing it. Because um, like, well, you've got to love it. Everybody loves Mass Effect. I'm like, you guys don't love Resident Evil, but I don't get on your case. I do, but that's not the point. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's I'm happy that people are getting this the way I was, the way people were happy for me when Resident Evil got re. I know this isn't a remake, but like it's got remade. Like I'm happy yeah. that you're going to get to experience this in a better way than it currently was. That's that's mm-hmm. all I can really add to this. Bring on May 14th yeah. for you guys, you nerds. You can have it. I, I was just looking at our Tech Radar preview for it now. A guy, Nick Pino, played it. And uh, his headline is Mass Effect Legendary, Legendary Edition improves the original trilogy, but not enough to make us replay it. Oh. So, Swing which is harsh, but I'm not <laughs> replaying it. I will theoretically be playing it for the first time, at least me two too. and three. Yeah. So maybe that is enough to get me back in. If it improves the original trilogy, not enough to replay it, but... To play it for the first time on your new console yeah maybe i'm in maybe i'm in we'll find out we will i'll definitely give it out. a try i'll definitely give it a try uh next one a piece of sad news uh the initiative des- uh, design director drew murray steps down from perfect dark uh murray cited that personal reasons were the reason he was stepping down from the team he added a bunch of other comments uh, that you can go find on his twitter it's worth reading check it out um but shout out to drew murray obviously mm-hmm. big big played a big integral part in the initiative perfect dark and my favorite game the on the last gen which is sunset overdrive so big yeah, sunset big overdrive over, yeah. sunset overdrive is an absolute banger yes so yeah love that game love that game next totally up agree. don't expect overwatch 2 or diablo 4 to launch in 2021 activision blizzard isn't planning on launching either overwatch 2 or diablo 4 in 2021 the publisher told its shareholders today so they had a uh, financial year, as everybody has at the moment, um, mm-hmm. talking about lots and lots and lots of things. And uh, this came out. Are you a you Overwatch guy? Are you you like the Overwatches? I really enjoyed Overwatch when it launched, and and played it for a few months, and then yeah, was into it, and, and then dropped off and never went back. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised more so at Diablo Four. I think I think to be honest with you, I didn't expect either of these to come out this year. Um, but if either of them were going to come out this year, I would have expected Diablo 4 over Overwatch 2. Ah, interesting. I, I'm the opposite. I was expecting, uh, really? I was expecting Overwatch 2, but not Diablo 4. <clears throat> interesting, interesting. I think um, I think uh, probably at this point, I mean, they're very different audiences, and they. I was going to yeah. say that I think people will be more excited for Overwatch than they will Diablo, um, but even, I know there are hardcore Diablo fans out there. Yeah, so. yeah I think even this this Overwatch 2 is still weird, because like, people I was talking to about it the other day, was like, oh, it's free to play, right? I'm like, no, but like this is a single player know. with some new online, and you can play the online in Overwatch One still, but you can't play the mm. single player. And people are still confused to what they're actually getting with Overwatch Two. So yeah. um, it doesn't surprise me that it's not coming out. I need to explain that a bit better already. So sure, sure, it'd be interesting to see what happens with it. I think if they can catch the zeitgeist in the same way they did with Overwatch One, still has a really dedicated fan base, really dedicated player base, and yeah. in, especially in competitive scenes and stuff like that. So. Man, if they can keep that going and maybe, you know, sort of take the top podium slot from away from, uh, what's it, what is it at the moment? CSGO and Valorant, right? Still up there. Still kind of those yeah. three fighting for it. Yeah. Um, and Overwatch 2 really could catapult them ahead, I think, 
if if, if it done right comes out well exactly yeah. if done right if done so. right definitely hitman 3 is coming out or it's out actually they've they've just revealed their first bit of roadmap content mm -hmm. the only content that matters on here is kind of funny he's got a contract all right nobody cares about any of the other stuff unless you're actually a hitman fan which then you probably do care about the rest of this news. Um, <laughs> like most people listening. Yeah, well, 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 well. Um, but yeah, you should go check it out on their Twitter. They've got a great um, video that just came out for it. Explains what each piece of these content is. But the only one I care about is the Kind of Funny one. Kind of Funny Darth mm -hmm. Moore features contract, which is coming February 23rd. Do we get to kill Greg Miller? No. He's probably going to be killing you, mate. No, Let's face the it. answer. No is the answer. Uh, but it would be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> it's such a cool idea it's such a great way because like i said i was done with hitman i thought yeah. i was done with hitman and then i see this pop up awesome you know if they get content creators involved in this kind of thing it's gonna bring people you back or in yeah. for sure you took the question out my out my mouth which was going to be this is their this is the this is the smartest idea they've done right which is for sure to be fair they've started with two smaller creators i would say min max mm -hmm. and kind of funny imagine when they start reaching out to i don't know Jack guy and mm. all these the big big and then they play their contract on their stream or on their YouTube video, which is then yeah. gonna boost it, which is then gonna get their audience to want to come over. It this is such a smart business play. Incredible. Um really that, smart. Yeah. That I was and that's kind of why I'm memeing a little bit about this is the only content I care about, is because it opens the question up of like if you have content creators that are hitman content creators, they are going to be lapping up this content all day mm -hmm. long. Like this yep. just gives that game's life so much longer to keep putting content out there for for people to play. Don't get me wrong, but people to create content as well. It's gonna it's gonna be huge. It'd be really interesting to see if we're still talking about this in in two three months time, and there's still yeah. or the, the next roadmap. What the next roadmap looks like for this? Who's yeah. on it? So this, um, because, this one goes from so February fourth to March eighth. So where mm -hmm. do we go from March eighth to yeah the end exactly. of March? is the is the question super interesting to see what happens with it because yeah it, it could, like you say it could explode and get picked up by huge people they could keep it relatively low down like it is yeah. now with with lesser lesser creators that sounds horrible no, that's not what not, i meant at all they're not millions of subscribers yeah. I'm not, exactly. I it's not ninja it, yeah it's not no, ninja exactly. uh but it could eventually be ninja right you could see yeah. it happening and so yeah such a smart play like you said really really smart play yeah Next piece of news and our last piece of news is a really important one. MLB The Show 2021 launches on Xbox April 2021. Uh, the long-time PlayStation exclusive series, MLB The Show will launch on the Xbox platform for the first time in history on April 2021, the same day as on PlayStation platforms. Um, I remember this coming out not too long ago, the news about it coming to Xbox, but mm -hmm. I thought we were going to get I thought we were going to get banged in the butt cheek somehow. I assumed Xbox players... exclusivity. Well, I just assumed, maybe not because it's a sports title, but I expected a couple of months, something yeah. to persuade people to want to buy it on PlayStation first. It sells really well on PlayStation every year. And I was a little bit shocked when I saw Day and Date. But the other thing that shocked me was this is the first game from PlayStation's first party which will support cross-play across Xbox and PlayStation day one they're finally waking up people they're finally waking up like this opens the doors for every game 
Like, we've been talking about it, we've been talking about it, we've been talking about it. Fortnite's got it, a few other games have got it, but, like, this is the first sports game to have it. Now, the pressure's really on EA 2K to go, oh, yeah, we have cross-play as well, cross-progression, cross-play. Like, we've got that too now. Like, this needs yeah. to happen. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I hope that that sort of PlayStation has looked across the water at Xbox, seen that Xbox is making this play for, we don't care where you play, we just want you playing, and and have kind of gone on board with that messaging now. Maybe they've been shocked a little bit by how successful Xbox has been with their launch. Maybe they really underestimated Xbox Series X and, and all the rest of it and Game Pass. I think and maybe now they're looking revenue, across and going, right? They look at the yeah, I think sure. they look at the revenue of it and it's like PlayStation sells really well. So we'll outsell mm. the Xbox guaranteed. Because mm-hmm. they have brand loyalty. But services do really well. And yeah. if you can make play play PS Now versus the Xbox Game Pass, there is no competition. I would say the PlayStation Fire versus the Xbox Series X, there is no competition. I think Xbox Game Pass is always going to be bigger, and I think mm-hmm. uh the PS5 is always going to sell more. It's yep. two different strategies, but I think it's PlayStation looking over the wall a little bit and going, huh, they've just made money from us by putting Minecraft on here. They've made money on yep. Minecraft um, Dungeons. They're making mm-hmm. money from us. Why are we not doing this? Don't get me wrong. They're not going to do it with everything and not even the majority of things, I would say. They're big no. staple things. But a sports niche title, baseball is not big anywhere but America, if I'm not mistaken. Like this game deserves to be on another platform for people mm-hmm. to get to play. So yeah, yep. imagine this goes in Game Pass one day. Just imagine. That would be There's crazy. No way, right? There's no that, way. I know. I assume there probably isn't. Well, there probably is a way. Lots of money. But sure. imagine that does happen. That would be so funny to me. Yeah, and maybe they look at it as well. And like you say, it's a sports game. So sort of timed exclusivity would really hurt it, I think. Yeah. And so maybe they're looking at it and saying, well, this game has a life cycle of 12 months. And so by putting it to other platforms, it doesn't really hurt us in the same way, you know, some of it our single player or big temples would. It only helps them because they're going to sell more copies and have more player base for their online servers. It only yeah. helps. Yeah. Yeah. Games with gold this month. You've got Gears 5, February 1st to February 28th. Resident Evil, February 1st to February 28th. Uh, Danara. Dandara. Tiles Let's of just Fear play it differently every single week. I mean, bro, <laughs> welcome to my Xbox and me, trust me. Uh, February 16th to March 15th, Indiana Jones and the em- the Empress Tomb, February 1st to February 15th, and Lost Planet 2, February 16th to February 28th. Let's plug, plug, plug and get ourselves out of here. What you got to plug this week? Uh, not a lot. Just follow me on Twitter, at Matt P Video. At Matt P Video, indeed. Ta- I need to tweet more, man. I need to tweet more. Make it... Look, make it a, a thing. Of Set like, an alarm on my phone. You could do that, or just react to the industry. That's what I try yeah. and do. That's literally what I try and do. Something comes out, people want to hear your opinion. So why mm-hmm. not? And if they don't want to hear your opinion, they're on Folio. That's what they do with me. Facts. Who cares? Facts. Uh, you can follow me everywhere at MC Fixer. Uh, the big thing, what am I doing right now? I'm, I'm just working on a lot of stuff in the background, to be honest with you. Um, so come follow me over on Twitch, twitch.tv slash MC Fixer. Uh, I'm live usually uh, three days a week. I've been live a little bit more this week because the medium and playing Assassin's Creed, which I didn't speak about. Assassin's Creed such a good game. Such a good game. Brilliant. 
Valhalla um, is, yeah, top. But yeah, apart from that, keep supporting the show. Make sure you email in questions, my Xbox and me podcast at gmail.com or tweet them at us. Um, and until next week, we will love you, leave you, and see you all later. Keep being you and goodbyes. Bye.